Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. Today on State of the World, portraying Africa's beauty and challenges through music and art. Thanks for listening to State of the World from NPR. We bring you the day's most vital international stories up close where they're happening. I'm Greg Dixon. As we enter a new year, we're looking back at some of our favorite stories from around the globe. Today, two stories from our correspondent in Africa, Emmanuel Akinwotu. In a few minutes, he takes us to the largest art festival in West Africa. But first, a song by Sudanese-American rapper Bass draws attention to the brutality of the war in Sudan. The song is titled Hartoum, after the capital city that is the center of the conflict, and it asks why global attention to the devastating humanitarian crisis has faded. Emmanuel talked to Bass about his music. The track opens with languid, percussive tones, then leads into a more somber reflection. It laments how the war has engulfed Sudan and how international attention has waned. Several thousands of people have died since April, killed by a war for control of the country between the army and a powerful paramilitary group, the Rapid Support Forces. Bass recorded cartoon with Nigerian singer Adekune Gold. It wasn't like strategic or anything. It was just born out of just raw emotion. Trying to get them out the field with the bullets flying indiscriminate and the world turn a blind eye and consider it. More than six million people have fled or been displaced, including some of his own family and friends. One part of the song tells of friends escaping with their relatives from intense battles in Khartoum and other cities. But some of them never made it. I was just hearing multiple stories of elders passing away, having to bury them on the side of the road. I just kept hearing these stories of people not making it. After thousands of foreign citizens were evacuated from Sudan, international attention faded from the millions still left in the country. You know, these these are real people that were just living their lives, have hopes, dreams, families, lovers, careers, education, all these things that... Everyone in the world wants, and it was stripped from them. It was taken from them forcefully, violently, and and brutally. He says the global response doesn't compare to Ukraine and its refugees. The world rose up and and came to its feet, and you saw Ukrainian refugees showing up in, like, train stations all over Europe, and there's, like, lines of people outside with food, blankets, offering them places to stay as it should be, you know, as human beings should treat each other. And then, sadly, history has shown us that when, when these things happen to black and brown and minority populations of the world, it's a completely different response. I see Ukraine. I see two things that ain't the same. And yet they are. You change the name, change your face. I still feel the pain. The video for the song shows what the war has taken away. It weaves intimate footage Bas took in Khartoum while visiting his family last December. Vignettes of ordinary life and scenic snapshots of the city. A few of my friends have boats. You know, we, we take some boats out on the Nile and cruise the sunset. There's so much beauty in the country. There's so much beauty in the people. Any house, any room you enter, like you're just flooded with food, drinks. It's, you know, it's, it's, almost a, it's almost an insult if you don't accept it. Four years ago, the revolution in Sudan toppled the government of Omar al-Bashir, a dictator who was in power for 29 years. 
it's led to renewed hope about the future. You saw liberation in women, liberation in the youth. You saw, you know, the proliferation of the arts, of music, all these things that come with a free society that we had never seen in Sudan. But now that promise and freedom has been appended. That's what makes this so tragic. We were right there. We felt like we were on the cusp. We felt it all coming. I think the world should be ashamed. I hope the world will make a change. I hope it starts soon. This one's for cartoon. Emmanuel Akimwotu, NPR News, Lagos. I just want to do my best. I don't get time to impress. If you want fight, to stay blessed. Oh, 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 focus on my race. May nobody question my pace. I want to be in my space. We'll be back in a minute. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Teladoc Health. There are lots of reasons for wanting to be healthy. Family, work, living a fuller life. Teladoc Health understands. Whether you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or just need to manage your weight, Teladoc Health can help. Visit TeladocHealth.com slash What's Your Why for more information. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C health slash what's your why. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Amgen, a biotechnology pioneer leading the fight against the world's toughest diseases such as cancer, heart disease, asthma, and osteoporosis. In a new era of human health, Amgen continues to accelerate the pace of change, operating sustainably and drawing upon deep knowledge of science to push beyond what's known today. With each decade, they reliably deliver powerful new therapies to patients. Learn more at Amgen.com. In recent years, Lagos, Nigeria has emerged as an arts center in West Africa. And one sign of this is ArtX. The eighth edition of the Art Festival was held a few months ago. It's an event that seeks to draw the West African art community together and raise its profile globally. Emmanuel Akinwotu went to ArtX and has this window on the African art scene. Thousands of people pass through a wall of music and pour into the cool shade of ArtX, the eighth edition of the largest art fair in West Africa. It's the biggest fixture in Lagos's Art Month, an unofficial calendar of exhibitions, events, parties and after-parties dotted around affluent parts of the city, drawing in people from around the region and the world. I wanted to create a moment for Lagos on the global art calendar, a moment that brought the rest of Africa together here and enabled us on home soil to encounter those around the world. Tokini Peterside Shrubig founded Artex in 2016, overcoming several challenges during a recession to create the first of its kind in Nigeria. Honestly, it took off like a rocket. And over the first few years, we're very pivotal in the emergence of the art season that has now sprung up around the fair. The fair is a magnet, attracting celebrities, Lagos's effortlessly ostentatious middle class, and an emergent generation of artists, curators and galleries. It's very much become a place where the community gathers, where important questions are asked, which is especially important in a moment like this where Nigerian and African countries are facing quite extreme challenges. ArtX is a snapshot of how Nigeria's art industry, largely led by women, has flourished in adverse conditions. Visitors make their way through a sprawl of paintings, prints, moving image installations and sculptures. This year, the theme is the dialogue, with panels and talks organised partly in response to challenging economic times for the industry. 
I'm currently showing one of the artists that we represent. Her name is Adolfina Imuede. Wunika Mukan founded her self-named gallery three years ago and has quickly gained prominence in Lagos. The last decade has seen a boom period of relatively rapid success for several artists and galleries. A key driver has been a growing demand from Western galleries for black portraiture from the continent. Nigerian artists have always been in the room, from Ben Nwongwu to Nengi Omoku and then Bruce Onograpia. In the past three or four years, there was this like insatiable appetite for West African black portrait. A lot of young artists started to emerge. Mukan said a reckoning within the art world after the killing of George Floyd drove efforts to exhibit a greater diversity of artists and a greater representation of black figures. But foreign demand for the genre has slowed this year. So there was a bit of a wild, wild west for a few years, and I think things are calming down. But Munika says the more challenging climate for artists and galleries is also an opportunity. I think the black portraiture phase brought in a lot of attention, which is good. They're still here. So it's now time for us to also show more and, yeah, be more flexible. And I want to top it up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In one corner of the fair, visitors take in the soundscape of a church service in a varied exhibition by Dafe Oboro, full of collage, portraiture and visual and audio installations. Sheju Alera Mike is a curator visiting ArtX and she says this year's fair has been one of the best she's experienced. I think the work that the artists have um, showcased this year is phenomenal. The fair has definitely scaled down. It's smaller, it's more intimate and you're able to actually focus on the themes that you want to, to express. ArtX founder Tokini Peter Saichubi is bullish about the future of Africa's art scene. Local demand in Nigeria has stuttered and international buyers have called, but there remains enduring and growing interest around the world and much to build on. For us, Africa is not a trend. Africa is an important and pivotal voice in the mainstream. And so for us, this is about a sustainable future, longevity. Emmanuel Akimotu, NPR News, Lagos. That's the State of the World from NPR. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. In this country, some truths aren't self-evident. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as wide-ranging and real as the people who tell them, we celebrate the Black experience for all its soul and richness. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. This message comes from NPR sponsor E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Take control of your financial future with E-Trade. No matter what kind of investor you are, their tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Now when you open an account, you can get up to $1,000 with a qualifying deposit. Terms apply. Learn more at etrade.com slash NPR. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC. Member SIPC. E-Trade is a business of Morgan Stanley.